Hey, yo, what's going on, fam? Thank you for liking it. Again, this is Clarity Podcast. On today's episode, we will talk almost exclusively about acting, whether it's on stage or in front of a camera. My guest, Isabella Lash, is an amazing person, actress, and acting coach uh, based out of Northern Virginia. But before we get to it, please do not forget to subscribe and leave me a review. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, Clarity with TK. And you can find me on Twitter at ClarityWTK. Y'all appreciate it, fam. So enjoy. Hello, Isabella. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's, it's actually an honor given that I've always dreamt of becoming an actor. So uh, <laughs> having you on the podcast is extremely, extremely exciting for me. So um, thank you for accepting the invitation. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to be here. Great. Um, well, first things first, just uh, could you like briefly tell us about yourself, what you do, and we'll take it from there. Yeah, sure. So I I kind of dabble in a lot of different things, but mainly I, I'm an acting coach in Northern Virginia. I teach le- private lessons and acting classes and seminars. Um, and then I also act in DC, Northern Virginia, Maryland, DC area. Mainly theater, but I've been getting more into short films and things like that, which has been really fun. I'm also a photographer, so I run my own photography company. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love all the arts. I'm a singer. I sing wow. in a band. Wow. Um, so the only thing I have yet to uh, dabble in is dance, but that's on my list. <laughs> okay, great. That's awesome. That's a lot of things. So I have a lot of questions right now. <laughs> oh, um, dear. <laughs> now, first things first, how actually did you get into, well, were you always a creative, artsy person? And how did you, when did you actually decide that this was the kind of career path that you wanted? Hmm. That's a very long story, so I'm gonna try and find the quickest way of answering that. Um, (laughs) So I I started acting when I was eight. My grandmother was a director, so Mm. I think I was a sheep in the nativity story, so that's how I started out. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I've been acting since I was eight. Um, My dad was an actor, so he worked with me a lot growing up. I think I, because it's a very difficult field, I just never took it seriously as far as career goes. I was pretty stuck with the idea like that this is just going to be a hobby basically. So I was constantly looking up for other things like what am I going to do? Am I going to be a photographer? What am I going to do with my life? Right? How am I going to make my money? And someone came to me one day and was like, hey, can you coach me on my audition? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to do that. I was super excited. And so I did it and I realized there may be another way for me to keep theater in my life other than just performing all the time. And don't get me wrong, like performing is my my first love. I absolutely love performing, but I think I realized that like trying to pursue acting as a full-time career wasn't gonna suit my, la- suit my lifestyle. Um, so it would always have to be kind of a part-time thing. So anyway, that's kind of when it clicked when I realized that I could actually teach it. Doing the thing and teaching the thing go hand in hand really, really well. Because, you know, if (laughs) doing it doesn't always mean you can teach it, but 
if you can teach the thing that you're doing, you're going to get so much better at doing the thing that you're teaching, Absolutely. you know, because you better know what you're doing if you're going to teach it. Right. So yeah, that's when it, I started teaching in 2011, just my own private studio. And that was actually before I went to school for acting. <laughs> so I had a lot left to learn, but that's kind of when I, when things started and yeah, it's just taken off ever since. Wow. It's quite interesting. Actually, I've already learned something from you without you even giving me classes. I remember, <laughs> like, well, this podcast, I started it about like a little bit over a year ago, but I've been actually like following you for far longer. And I think I saw one of your episodes where you were talking about diction and pronunciation and how like to use your mouth. And it was like, use your mouth and you know, you can pronounce stuff right and make yourself more understood. And so yeah. that was really helpful for me. It's like, it's a game changer because especially when people are just actually listening to your voice and not looking at you, it's even more important for them to actually understand what you're saying. And, and um, yeah, so Basically, I feel like your Tuesday tips are really great uh, on Instagram. Okay. Uh, it's, it's just uh, every time there's a new tip that you're given, that's really very valuable. And I'm sure like a lot of people actually enjoy it more than you probably know. I mean, I hope that's the case. <laughs> you never really know like who is being impacted, you know, because people don't usually say anything, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's hard to know. But back to what you were talking about with diction. Yeah, <laughs> it's super important, especially because oftentimes we read lips, right? So if we're not totally just able to understand from hearing, we mm -hmm. read people's lips. So they can't see you speaking though, right? So all they get is the auditory stuff. So yeah, no, absolutely. Podcast voiceover stuff. It's really, really important to get that diction and that vocal expression too, because you got to keep them entertained exactly you know without exactly. the visuals but yeah that's I, awesome i'm so glad you've been able to apply some of that yeah well thank you and actually i did this episode not so long ago about like accents and mm. you know when you're basically like from you know different parts of the world basically it's like your accent changes and sometimes even from this you're from the same city but like your accent tells so much about you and sometimes your background and you know your even your education level at times that um i just sort of like saw the you know the connection between what you were saying about diction but also about like how accents impact how people view us and it's extremely interesting so yeah um, have you done any kind of accent work before not really i haven't done any like voice or acting or <laughs> you know <laughs> accent work like you said oh, yeah. i didn't even know it was a thing until you said <laughs> it so <laughs> So it's, it's quite interesting actually, and I'm slowly getting into it. I think I mentioned this like briefly when we chatted the other day that I actually always wanted to become an actor at some point in my life and I never really got into it. So my question for you is what kind of advice would you give to people who are in the same situation as I am? Hmm. That's a great question. I mean, again, it's never too late to start. So it really isn't. If this is something that you've been interested in for a long time, I mean, I would just encourage you to start dabbling a little bit, right? Like specifically with what you're doing, it might be fun to start with some voice work, right? Because it's directly applicable to something that's already in your life finding little voiceover projects and things like that. But basically, 
I encourage people because I do get that question a lot on Instagram. People will message me and say, hey, I'm really interested. Is it too late to get started? If, if I can get started, where should I get started and stuff? So to answer the first question, is it too late? No, absolutely not. It's not too late. Just try it, you know, go for something, right? Um, you don't have to become like an actor, but give it a shot. So I encourage people to start by seeing if you can get involved in some kind of project, play, film, whatever, in your community. It doesn't need to be big. This can be community theater. This can be short film with a friend, anything, um, really, because you you kind of need to test it out to see if you actually really do like it, <laughs> right? Because it's very easy to watch other people do it and perceive it a certain way. And then you actually start to do it. You're like, I don't, I don't think I want to do this anymore. So try things first, figure out if this is something you want to actually pursue at some level, whether as a hobby or professionally or whatever. And then if you reach that point of recognizing, okay, I love this. I want to pursue this to some degree, then you need to educate yourself, I think. Sign up for lessons, sign up for classes. Um, I would start somewhere like that. I mean, you don't need to dive into going to theater school full, full time or anything like that. But yeah, start to educate yourself. And again, that's gonna also inform you about whether this is something you want to do because it, it just brings awareness to the level, the amount of work that needs to be put into this in order to be good at least you know (laughs) and it's a lot it's a lot of work so you have to figure out if you really want to try it and then you have to try and educate yourself a little bit and but it's also it's okay to not be an incredible actor and still enjoy acting right i have a lot of friends who just keep it to some community theater plays Mm -hmm. you know every couple years or once a year or whatever and they love it and I would never say this to them, but they're not liking incredible actors. <laughs> but that's okay, you know? You don't have to go all the way. You can do it at a lower level. So yeah, I, I just think it's really important to start trying things and see where you actually are with it and then go from there. Interesting. As an actress, did you ever like picture this to go to the next level or are you doing it just for the fun of it? I would say it's been very important to me because I'm not like a big name actor or anything. I'm really not. <laughs> so I think it's it's important to me that I maintain the love. And I think that actually means not trying to pursue it too much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Basically not trying to make large amounts of money or or fame or whatever because i think i would lose some of my passion and my love for it if i started doing that so my number my my number one goal is to just do it because i love it okay and and sometimes that that ends up being money making right which is awesome absolutely and that works out that's fantastic but like i also do projects that don't make money Right. So um, because I want to do the project, because it's fun, because I'm going to learn from it, because I'm working with people I like or it's a story I like or whatever. So my my number one goal is to just do it because I love it. And if something else comes from that, then that's awesome. Yeah. Great, great, great. Um, I had another question, actually. Earlier, you were talking about um, theater acting and, you know, movie acting. So in front of a camera. Uh, what is the main difference for someone like me, like for an outsider? It doesn't look that, I mean, it, it is obviously different for 
obvious reasons, but it doesn't look that different. As in, like, if you can act on stage, then you can technically act. But I mean, for me, obviously, a very mm -hmm. ignorant person about the craft. <laughs> um, it looks like if you can act like in front of a bunch of people, that you can technically act in front of a camera. It's probably even going to be easier. But again, with as little as I know about acting, uh, I remember like watching How I Met Your Mother, the, the, mm -hmm. the TV show, and Barney felt so much like, you know, a stage actor, way more than he did as an actual movie actor. Like his, I don't know, his mannerism, the way he talks, the way he pauses, the way he does things felt so theatrical and so much less, you know, screen acting. So what's the main difference between the two? Yeah, that's a really good question. I have a couple thoughts on that, but so basically when you're... Something that they talked a lot about at the school that I went to was you have to know how to fill the space you're in. So you have to gauge, like if you're, let's say you're on a Broadway stage, right? Mm -hmm. um, and you have to be able to hit the people you have to hit the back wall, right? With everything, with your energy, with your sound, physically, emotionally, all of that has to be filling the entire space. Uh -huh. You're talking to however many people, 50, 100, 400, whatever, you know. With film, you have to be talking to one person. Mm. That's the camera, okay? Yep. So. Ver you're not talking to 500 people, you're talking to one person. So a lot of the time people, they're like, oh, you just have to act smaller on camera. And I don't think that's a very, I don't think using the term big versus small is very, uh, the best way to put it. Okay. I think you just need to be more specific when you're on camera. Mm, okay. You can't get away with certain things on camera that you could get away with on stage uh, like yeah. when um at school and they were we did like something called film fridays so most of my training was for theater but on fridays we would do film mm -hmm. and i remember the first time i they would film a scene and then we would watch it back and we would critique it and then we'd film it again and things like that so the first time i watched myself which was just hor horrendous right my eyebrows were like all over the place, up, okay. down, sideways, whatever. One was up, one was down. And it, that didn't work on film. It was fine on stage. It carried, it translated fine. But as soon as I was in front of a camera, all you could see was my eyebrow movement. Like that's where your eyes were drawn, right? Yeah. So I had to learn to stop moving my eyebrows so much, to relax, honestly. Just relax, you just gotta relax. We get in front of a camera and we get really tense and we start doing quirky little things. Yeah. Like some people blink a lot, right? Um, we get, we do start doing quirky little things because we've got tension and we're overthinking it and our face, you know, shows that. Anyway, so yeah, so you're talking, you're, you're filling the space with theater, whatever that, if it's a black box theater, then you're filling that space. You know, if it seats a thousand people, you're filling that space. With film, you're just talking to one person. And then you really do have to, you just can't get away with certain quirky little things that, you know, and you have to learn to keep your head really still if it's a close up shot, right? Because if you just move an inch, all of a sudden, you know, the left side of your face is out of the camera. So lots of little specific details that you have to start kind of training yourself for for film. 
But the basic idea is that the technique is the same. Like the actual fundamental acting technique is the same. What I learned, the basic acting technique I learned for stage totally translates and transfers to film, 100%. And if you research some of the absolute best film actors ever, Mm -hmm. they started on stage. If you want to be a good film actor, train on stage and then go to film. It's it's really interesting if you start on film and then you try to go to stage, it doesn't go nearly as well as if you start on stage and then go to film. Why do you think that is? I, I'm sure there are many reasons that I'm not aware of, but my understanding is that it's easier to hone your skill, to, to go from being, I mean, for lack of a better way of saying it, people say use this all the time, going from big to small versus small to big. It's easier to go from big mm-hmm. to small than it is to go from small to big. Mm-hmm. So I think like, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. Like, Julie Andrews. No, not Julie Andrews. Oh, my word. Um, Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Okay. <laughs> um, film actress. Fantastic film actress, right? She's so good. She was put in a Broadway show. She's not trained for stage. Okay. And the critics were very harsh because her yeah. performance yeah. didn't reach past the first two rows. A fantastic film actress, because she didn't know how to fill the space, she didn't do well on stage. Yeah, so yeah, it just doesn't, it's much better to go from stage to film. Do you think it's possible to just do film? Like, can you get by without actually going through theater and going through stage acting? Yes, of course, yes. There are no, there are always exceptions to the rule, always. With acting, of course, always. And there are a lot of actors that haven't done any theater that are fantastic film actors. But I would say, when I love an actor and I research them afterwards, nine times out of 10, they started on stage. Got it, got it. So great acting starts on stage most of the time. Most of the time, of course there are exceptions. Um, Let's do a top three. Top three favorite actors or best actors Oh no. <laughs> um I'm oh gosh. Okay. Can I say performances? Why okay. not? Let's go. That's kind of how I judge things more than like just an actor. I judge a specific uh-huh. performance that I saw. So first one, Ian McKellen is Gandalf. Forever has my heart. Okay. I love him so much. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I just mm, love it. And then, oh, what's his name? James McAvoy as Cyrano. He played Cyrano on the West End, and I went and watched it National Theater Live at the local theater, movie theater, and I don't think I have ever been as impacted by performance as I was with his. I was completely speechless. I probably sat in the theater for like 15 minutes afterwards jaw on the ground like <laughs> I I still can't really put words to it I don't know and everybody is impacted by different things and I'm not saying it was the best yeah. performance in the world but to me it was one of the best performances in the world all right I'm literally I'm just I check their website every day to see if they're going to put it in on DVD because I need to see it again anyway those two and let's find a woman let's find a woman I mean 
mean, I love Emma Thompson. She's fantastic. Okay. In Much Ado About Nothing, she's great. <laughs> Obviously, Meryl Streep's amazing, but... Too mainstream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I kind of feel... I mean, she's amazing. We, do, we all know that. Um, oh, gosh. I could sit here for forever, but... I also really like Jessica Chastain. I okay. think she's very yeah. good. She's incredibly versatile. Incredibly okay. versatile. Um, she's probably one of my new favorites. All right. Um, yeah, let's just go with that. I could sit and think about this forever. <laughs> great, great. That's uh, that's a very interesting list. Let's take it out of the whole acting thing. And what do you like to do in your spare time as uh, you know, as someone who's so into acting? I know you're probably always thinking about it because it's something you're passionate about. But let's see what, if there's something else on the side. Yeah, I think it's actually really important. It's funny that you asked this because I was just thinking about it. I think it's really important actually to fi if you're an actor to find things that have nothing to do with acting. And to feed your acting, right? Yeah, I mean, it's all, it all, everything impacts everything, right? So the more well-rounded of a human being you are, the better actor you're going to be, I think. But also it's just, it's very, it's a acting and I will, I will deviate away from this, but acting is an all consuming thing. Mm. You can get very obsessed with it. I think it's very easy to get obsessed with it. And I personally think that can be very unhealthy. I think it's very, very easy as an actor to end up. In what sense? Um, it just becomes everything that you care about, everything that you think about. You're constantly looking for affirmation because that is at the top of your list is like the end all be all is acting and to be the best actor or whatever. And I think you can end up missing out on life. Um, really? Okay. Yeah. And again, this is my personal experience. This is my personal opinion. But I think it's really, really important to have other things in your life that ground you and kind of create a foundation that you can then build your acting career or hobby on. So I personally, I mean, I love, I really enjoy exercising, like running, lifting. I really, really like to read. I love being in nature. I'm Orthodox, so I go to church a lot. That's my number one thing, honestly. It just, that's my home. Um, if I need, rest if I need peace or to remind myself who I am I go to and I go to church so yeah yeah it's really grounded me a lot I think if I did not have that I think the pressure of the performing world would kind of crush me so yeah that's not something people talk about very much <laughs> they talk about like the highlights and the beautiful parts of it which there are many um, yeah. but there's also a challenging dark I think side of performing it's very easy to lose yourself in that so yeah those are and then photography music I'm into choirs and a band and stuff like that so and family and friends obviously those are family friends church top of my list and then okay. then theater yeah okay um I was gonna ask you a question about photography since you said it was like well it was basically your kind of your first love right in terms of creative outlets Yes, yes. So, um, I would say the acting is my first love, okay. but then photography came along and started to rival it for a very short period of time. Okay. <laughs> and I was also thinking I could probably make more money and be a healthier person if I pursue photography. 
So I tried that for, I mean, I still uh, photograph, like I do have a photo shoot tomorrow, but it's very much a part-time thing. I don't advertise myself as a photographer that much. If people ask me, I'm all in, I love it. But I started, I started the process of trying to be a wedding photographer for like two or three years of my life. And oh my word. It was horrible. Oh, yeah, it's it, it's like one of the most stressful life events ever for people. Oh, so I don't know what got you into that, but <laughs> oh, it was stupidity that got me into that. I was like, yeah, I'll make you make really good money, right? Oh my word, it was horrible. Yeah, the stress <laughs> and the amount of things that the mother of the bride blames on you that had nothing. Yeah. You know, anyway, we won't go down that hole. No, but um, yeah, so I. <laughs> <laughs> that I nipped that in the bud real quick, and then I just went back to theater. <laughs> okay. But I, I mean, still, I still photograph. I love photography. It's super fun. It's a, definitely a creative outlet for me. Okay. What kind of photography do you? I mainly do portraits. I do some headshots. Huh. But yeah, I like people. I, I love nature and all that. That's really really fun, and I'll do that occasionally for fun. But I really like working with people. You know, your, your bio on, on Instagram actually says literature, fresh air, and people. And so I was actually going to ask you, like, what do you mean? Okay, literature, I think it's, you know, it's self-explanatory in a sense. Um, you like reading Shakespeare. Uh, yeah, at the moment, you're actually reading a lot of Shakespeare, right? Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of that. And then fresh air. Well, fresh air, I'm guessing you like, you know, the outdoors and all of that, right? Yep. Unless there's something else to it. I mean, I just no, I just love being outside. That's why okay. summers are horrible for me because I can't spend a lot of time out in 90 degree weather. It just <laughs> kills me, literally. I end up in a puddle. So um, yeah, I'm getting super happy now that it's cooling off. But yeah, I just love being outside. Okay, and people, that was like, for me, that was quote unquote, the, mis- the mystery of the whole thing. So, because it, it could mean a lot of things. <laughs> and um, so, Tell me a little bit more about what you meant by people. Yeah, this is a little broad, isn't it? I, oh, I just love people. It's very easy for me to find people fascinating. I honestly think that's one of the reasons why I love theater so much. Uh-huh. Um, I just, every, everybody I meet, it sounds like I'm, ugh. This is always an awkward thing to talk about because it sounds like I'm trying to paint myself as like this wonderful, loving person. I've got many, many flaws. Well, um, you've got people in your bio. Like, <laughs> how how yeah. much loving can you be? <laughs> I just, yeah, I just love people. Like, there's never a moment when I have an encounter with someone and I don't notice them. I think I'm just very aware of people's humanity and equal value. So it's really interesting. It's really easy for me to create space, I think, for people in my life. They're my number one priority, I think. Um, I just love them. I love learning about them. I could sit and listen to people talk forever. I could sit and, this sounds creepy, but I could literally just sit in a coffee shop and watch people for forever. Um, They're just so fascinating. Everybody has a story and everybody has so much there to them. Um, and I love learning about that. Um, I'm actually very introverted, like highly, highly introverted. So I, it's the weird contrast of like, I could spend 90% of my life alone and I would be fine, but also just loving people. It's a very interesting <laughs> paradox. Okay, speaking of people, actually, 
if there is one who is uh, your biggest inspiration as an aspiring actress or an actress actually Ooh, my dad yeah Interesting. Yeah, my dad. He he was an actor. I mean, he grew up acting because of my grandmother, but he was like a professional actor for a short period of time. He went and auditioned at Juilliard. <laughs> this is a funny story. He went and auditioned at Juilliard, and they asked him, <laughs> no offense to Juilliard, they're fantastic, I'm sure, but in the audition, they asked him to play a chocolate ice cream cone. Okay. And so he, my dad is not like that kind of stuff he thinks is bullcrap. So like, he's like, okay, how do I play it? What am I gonna do here to play a chocolate ice cream cone? And then he tried it and then he finished and then they said, okay, now play a vanilla ice cream cone. And he said at that point, he realized he wanted to go into the priesthood and he never acted again. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, he is a phenomenal actor. He did a lot of training with me growing up. He just didn't see himself like be an, an ice cream cone. For oh, he just life. thought it was ridiculous. He was like, what the heck? How is this? <laughs> this is just not applicable. I, I'm Shakespeare actor. Like, stop asking me. Anyway, but I, I really... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, what do you think about these techniques? Because I've heard, like, of such techniques before. Yeah. Like, where you, they just ask you, like, be a vegetable, like, be a, a broccoli or whatever. And it's supposedly... Yeah shows like your creative side in a sense but i don't know like i don't see it so how do you like, <laughs> how do you analyze that like do you think it, it, it's true in a sense it does actually like show that you can be creative and it helps uh you know assess whether you can be like a great actor or just bs like your dad said <laughs> <laughs> so i probably am somewhere between the person asking you to be uh broccoli and my dad so like i don't think it's complete bs but i really also to me when i look at like how i want to train and what is most effective to me pretending to be a vegetable isn't doesn't help me that much <laughs> i mean this is me I, uh, i'm sure people would argue with me but um I am sure it has some merit. I'm sure it has some merit. But I, because, you know, using your imagination and being stretched to be creative always has merit, right? But I think that there's a better use of time. But better, better things that are going to use your time more efficiently and effectively than that kind of work. Again, many people I'm sure would disagree with me. But that's been my personal experience as a teacher and as an actor. Interesting, very interesting. Let me ask you this. What has so far been your best experience as an actress? Mm. I'm sure there have been some gems. There have also been some not gems. <laughs> so, oh gosh, I, ooh, hmm. I've been able to play two of my absolute favorite female Shakespeare roles ever. And that has been, I, I still can't believe I've been able to do that. I want to play each of them like 10 more times, but Beatrice from Much Ado About Nothing and Viola from Twelfth Night. Those are just, I love, I grew up with those shows and it was incredible to get to play those roles. Oh, there's so many highlights. Elizabeth from Pride and Prejudice. I love playing her. Guinevere from Camelot. I think maybe... Ooh, I think maybe Beatrice, because there was this moment, I don't know if you're familiar with the show, most people probably aren't, but there was a moment where she's talking about, oh, what is the line? Oh God, if I were a man, I would eat his heart in the marketplace. But she has this little mini monologue. She's vicious, by the way. So 
I emotionally, I don't know what it was, but I was so connected every single time to that scene. Mm-hmm. And it was, I didn't have to try at all. And you're not really supposed to try with emotion, right? You're supposed to allow it to happen. But that whole scene, her, she thinks her sister has died or whatever, and she's crying over her body and she's yelling at Benedict, her lover, and, uh, and it's just so good. And I think that every single time I did that scene, it was so impactful. And I think that's probably one of the highlights for me, but there are a lot, it's hard to choose. Great, great, great. Um, actually, speaking of that, I was just thinking, like, you clearly, like, remember a lot of lines from, you know, all the stuff that you read. And for me, one of the most mind-blowing things about, like, stage actors, aside from acting, is how they can remember all the lines. So how do you, how do you guys do that? Like, I have a, probably a very unsatisfying answer for you. I, I know there are a lot of techniques. Uh-huh. I just... I don't use any, well, okay, I do, but I'm a very, very natural memorizer. Like probably one of the top people that I know, I'm just, I'm on it. Like I have it down. And I don't really know why that, it, I have a horrible long-term memory, absolutely horrible. But short-term, really, really good with lines. So I know some people work so much harder than I do. I have it really easy. It's just very natural for me. But one thing I, a couple things, a couple things. A couple of things. Number one tip to anybody that might be looking for tips, you need to get up on your feet and you need to memorize it while working it. A lot of people get a little lazy about it and they sit down and they just look over it and they kind of just read it in their head or they even just read it out loud, but they're just reading it. They're not acting it. Mm-hmm. And you have to think about this idea of building muscle memory. So if you get up on your feet and you are working it, right? You are physically working it. You are saying it with the expression. You're trying things out. Your body is going to start to remember the lines. People think they just have to get it right up in their head, like in their head, right? But you have to get it into your body. So you don't start acting after you've memorized. You start acting from the beginning and you memorize through that process. Um, that's the number one thing. There are, of course, little tri- like tricks, like if you go over it before bedtime, you usually remember it better in the morning, things like that. But that's the number one thing. Got it. Interesting. What's, in your opinion, uh, the most important quality for you know an aspiring actor? Oh, gosh. One quality. <laughs> so are we talking like personality trait or like... Could skill? be anything. Like, what's the one thing that you, you probably like... Well, since you're a coach, you've probably like seen it in some people and maybe some people are not like as, let's use the word gifted as others, but there's that one thing that actually makes them like in the long run, like get a lot better than the rest and sort of separate from the herd. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to pick one. I'm going to pick like a couple. All right. Let's go. Uh, (laughs) Because they all go hand in hand. It has to be like kind of married. Um, Okay. So number one is you just, you have to be a hard worker. Okay. You just, you have to. It is very, very challenging. Um, It's one of the reasons I love it because there's always growth. Um, You have to be persistent and you have to work your butt off. Um, and if you're not, if you're not willing to work, then sorry, it's just not, it's not for you. Okay. Um, 
Number two, humility, I think is really, really important. Now, <laughs> I say that, but there are a lot of really good actors that are not humble. So I, it's not necessary in order to make it, but I think it's like make it as far as like make money and, and be good yep. at mm -hmm. the actual craft. But I personally think it's necessary in order to act and to be a decent content human being. So <laughs> there's that. But then there's also just, I think, intuition. Like, okay. you That's have cool. to be able to work your butt off and that will take you really, really far. Mm -hmm. But having that natural instinct and intuition, kind of that magic spark, it really, really helps. Okay. So you can have the intuition and not make it because you didn't have the hard work. So what I technically called talent is what you call intuition when you're acting, right? Yeah, instinct, yeah. Instinct, okay. Mm -hmm. Very, very interesting. I think I've actually like everything I wanted to add. <laughs> this has been really, really interesting to be honest. And, okay. and I've learned so much and you've dropped a lot of gems that I didn't want to pick, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to pick them like afterwards in the edit part. <laughs> it's been really great having you and I hope you enjoyed this little, little interview. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. This has been really fun. It's rare that I get like an avenue to just geek out and talk about. Yeah, because I know, I know you love it. Like I see how much you love it. And well, it shows and that actually is probably uh, what makes you so good at it. So Thank well, you. best of luck in your future endeavors. I look forward to the project that you're working on right now on Instagram Thank you. Uh, with all the- Thank you. Yeah, all the actors dropping lines. Like, if anyone listening wants to actually join, then they can find you at Isabella or Lash. And well, thank you again for being part of this. It's it's really yeah. been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I hope I get to work with you as an actor. I hope so. I hope so. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>